1: Hey, welcome to the How to Talk to Girls podcast. This is Trip from tripadvice.com, your source for how to talk to girls on the How to Talk to Girls podcast. Today, we got a great interview with a good friend of mine. His name is Patrick King. He calls himself the social interaction specialist. And he is, I would say, he's kind of new to the scene. I don't think he's done many interviews before. A uh, little that I've known of, so I feel like I kind of got him, got him right at the at the ground floor. But let me tell you something: a lot of people do know who he is because he has sold thousands upon thousands and thousands of copies of amazing ebooks on Amazon, teaching men and women how to be experts at interactions and uh, being social. And he's giving about four or five of some of his best tips today on how to do that. So More on that in just a second. I'm going to give my announcements that I always give. If you have a question that you want answered on the podcast, call the hotline 323-432-0025. Again, that number is sorry, 323-432-0025. I'm going to say it one more time, 323-432-0025. Call in, ask a question, anything regarding dating, sex, attraction. How to be a man, how to talk to girls, a specific situation you're in with a girl, go ahead ask away. We'll answer it here on the podcast How To Talk To Girls. And also I'm doing something special, something real special I just started doing. Giving you a free program called Conversation That Gets You Dates. One of my best programs that teaches you step by step how to talk to girls. And if you want access to this program, all you got to do is write a review to this podcast, How to Talk to Girls, in the iTunes. Okay? In the iTunes, write a review and take a screenshot of it and email it to me, trip at tripadvice.com. And if you do that, we will give you access. You will be part of our membership and you will have. Full access to that program called Conversation that Gets You Dates. Here's another free gift for you. If you go to tripadvice.com slash podcast dash gift, what you'll see there is a little box. Put your email in there, and what will happen is you'll get emailed one of our free 17 minute videos of one of my students doing an approach on two hot girls during the day. And then I break down everything he's doing, showing you exactly how he's getting their number and how he's attracting them. This is from a hidden camera. You don't want to miss it. It's really an amazing video. You're going to learn so much so you can start doing the exact same thing and talking to girls during the day as well. So Go get that. TripAdvice.com slash podcast dash gift. Without further ado, I'm going to play the interview for me and, and Patrick King. Like I said, he is the social interaction specialist and he gives us some great tips on how to socialize and socialize well with girls. How to keep a conversation going. He teaches us a really cool trick to get better with eye contact and he also teaches us a cool trick in terms of conversational threading. What am I talking about? Well, you'll find out in just a second right here on our interview. Enjoy. Hey Patrick, how you doing man? Hey, I'm good. Thanks
0: for having me on Trip.
1: Good Absolutely. I'm so happy to have you here. <laughs> this is, uh, is going to be an interesting little interview conversation here because I haven't talked to anyone who really does what you do, and it's very unique. You you call yourself a social interaction specialist, and while you know I do teach that myself, and there's a lot of information on that uh, on you know this podcast, how to talk to girls. Yours is a little different because you don't just talk
0: to guys; you talk to girls as well, right? Uh, that's right. So with the social interaction, the re- reason I kind of I've chosen that avenue is because, um, you know, you can talk to some guys can talk to girls, but you need to be able to talk to guys. Uh, I don't know, children, your boss, your coworkers, you know, people in all walks of life, and that's that's what's going to make you successful, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's one of the core things that if you're just learning just how to talk to girls, you know, that is really, I mean, that's going to be a problem for you in the future. You got to learn how to talk to everybody. And one of the biggest things in terms of attracting uh, women is being able to socialize in front of them. And they got to see you socialize and see you being the guy who's owning the room. So do you talk a little bit about that kind of stuff?
0: Oh, yeah. You know, it's all – in my mind, it's all very interrelated. Um, If you can do one thing, then you can do the other. If, for example, I'm going to teach – uh, maybe share some tips about, you know, leading interactions or curiosity or, or stories and creating powerful stories, you know, you can use these on your bosses. You can use these in job interviews uh, more powerfully. You can use these to talk to women. And, you know, one of my big themes is, you know, you never run out of things to say, you, you know, you connect easily with people, you build rapport better with people. And uh, guess, <laughs> guess how that helps you with women. It helps a lot.
1: Right. Absolutely. Exactly. So, yeah. Patrick, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into this, you know, so the guy who's listening can understand kind of your background and, and where you're coming from.
0: Sure thing, man. Um, so, I used to be a lawyer, which is uh, quite a far leap now that I look back at it these days. But I used to do that. Um, I was uh, kind of gradually becoming interested in the dating area, um, dating space, so to speak, industry. And it wasn't really, I think my friends noticed more than I did that this is what I would talk about. And then, you know, I would do online pro, I would write online profiles for like friends. And then I started getting hired to do that. Um, So I was kind of falling into this rabbit hole. I started working as a matchmaker on the side. Um, This is all while I had a full-time job as a lawyer. So, you know, it became very apparent to my friends that it was like, hey, man, I think, you're probably much more interested in what you're doing outside of law so you should probably pursue that so i started that and uh, the way i got started was uh, i i started as more of a um traditional dating coach um not not so sort dissimilar of from you trip but uh what i what i noticed was that that was only part of the equation for me and as i said before it's like i saw a lot of the people that I was coaching and clients and dealing with, was just they needed things that went deeper than um, just talking to women. And I know that most dating coaches do delve deeper into self-confidence and self-esteem and things like that. But just very directly, they just needed social skills, uh, emotional intelligence, you know, they needed to, learn, needed to learn social cues, they just needed to know how to interact with people. And I thought that was going to be my way to impact people on a bigger basis. Awesome. I
1: love it. So let's go into some of your tips. I'm sure that, you know the guy who's listening wants to hear about what you've discovered over the years and, and you know, what they can do to create these kind of powerful connections with the people that they meet and talk to. So let's start it off. What's one of your first big tips? Let's talk about it.
0: You know, it's, it's funny. that I think a lot of these are going to be very familiar to uh, most of the listeners as kind of a subset of what they should do in the dating context. But uh, here we go. Um, So eye contact, obviously, is very important. And you knew I was going to bring this up. Um, It's just how people feel safe. It's how people feel comfortable. And it's not even so much that you need to be good at it. um, It's just that if you're bad at it and you avoid it, you automatically come off as, I don't know, what are some adjectives like in the dating space, you know, creepy. creepy. (laughs) Yeah. Real creepy. Um, like what is this guy gonna where is this guy gonna gonna cut me up? Um, or you know, just untrustworthy, uh, a little shady, things like that. So eye contact is kind of a um, I like to call it like a lowest common denominator. You need to have it. So one of the best eye contact exercises that I always tell people, you know, clients, I write about it, blah blah blah. Is okay, it's a sunny day, go out onto the sidewalk, put on a pair of shades. You know, go into the sidewalk where you will be facing oncoming traffic. So people will be walking towards you. They'll be facing you. Uh, You'll have your shades on. Make sure they're dark. Maybe, you know, you want to go for like a reflective pair or something. But what you're going to do is you're basically just going to stare into people's eyes as they walk past. And the funny thing about this is when you do this, you know, you're kind of going to feel a little invincible because you know they can't see you. You know, it's like a one-way mirror sort of effect. But the other thing this really lets you realize is that, hey, people are real bad at holding eye contact too. What you're gonna notice is that people are gonna look at you, they'll flick their eyes at you, and they'll flick away immediately, even though they don't even know if you're looking at you. So it's gonna teach you that, you know, people are bad at it. It's gonna give you the feeling of how to hold eye contact, uh, regardless of whether you're wearing sunglasses or not. And it's just gonna help you improve at it and be more comfortable with it. I
1: like that. That's really good. Actually, you know, it's funny. Because I teach eye contact as well, but I've never heard that tip before. That's a good one. So you're saying, like, that's kind of the first step into practicing eye contact with people because you know that they won't be able to see you. So it's just a good way to kind of start the process.
0: Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's for the people, you know, the people that are, are needing to improve it are very uncomfortable with it. And when you're uncomfortable with it, you're going to be bad at it. So it lets you, it puts you, in a place where you can still kind of be sheltered and protected, yet you're still doing it. So you get the feeling while you're still in a you know, so-called safe spot. It's, a, it's one of my favorite exercises ever, really. So what would be the next step up from that? Let's say someone guy
1: goes out, tries that, does it successfully. What would be something they would do next?
0: In terms of oh, eye contact? Yeah, yeah specifically in terms of eye contact, exactly. They take the sunglasses off, man. <laughs> There you go, easy enough. There you go. So what then, do you
1: do? You just kind of walk around, sunglasses off, make eye
0: contact. How long do you suggest people hold eye contact for with a stranger? Um, if it's really with a stranger and you're, you know, feeling more comfortable with it, it's kind of as long as you know you're walking, right? It's kind of as long as you can, because the the whole point is really to build comfort. And the more you do it, you know, when you first start doing it, you feel this like. Uh, I guess I'd call it tension or just urge to look away, right? And when you do that, when you're close to a girl, or when you're in dating context, it's just, it denotes, as you said, creepiness. It's like he's half committing and then it just denotes a a lack of confidence. So doing this, you know, holding it as long as you can really until they pass by, which is really only going to be like, I don't know, three or four seconds tops is going to help you a lot, and the thing is that three or four seconds is going to feel like a lifetime, right, but that's what's going to help you get to the next level. Awesome. I love it. That's a good tip. So,
1: okay. So, we're talking about eye contact. What's something else you got for us that's going to help with social
0: interactions? Social interactions. This is something that is going to help a lot more, Um, you know, I teach this to my guys in terms of um, co-workers, family, even siblings, but it actually has much greater application with dating and with girls. So it's about leading interactions. Um, and I'm sure this is something you touch on in various ways. But um, it's like when you, when, you, when you talk to someone new and you meet someone new, you really should take the burden of leading in conversation and interaction. And what that means is you should direct where it goes. You should be the one filling empty spaces. You should be the one asking the questions. Um, just for the simple fact that they might not do that and that's, what's going to cause the conversation to fizzle out and how that reflects back into dating is, you know, I don't know if you, I kind of have this rule that I teach my, my guys, but, and tell me if how you feel about this. It's, um, when you're, you know, when you're maybe doing a cold approach or even a warm approach, or you're just talking to, talking to a female, you should probably be doing, I don't know, 70% of the, of the talking at first. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I usually, what I do is I break it down and say it should be very close to that. I say 60-40. You should Mm. be talking 60% of the time. They should be talking 40% of the time. Um, But the thing is, is if it's like an initial approach, it depends on the girl. Because if the girl is not very responsive or she's a little shy, then yeah, you might need to bump it up to like 70-75%. You sure. know, so absolutely. Yeah. I mean, basically, I think the – you know if we just take away quantifying it for a second, mm-hmm. really, it's all about you should be talking a little bit more than than that person is
0: yeah, and it's, know, it's yeah, it's, right, sorry, it's just for the simple fact that they might not be you you know you might not click instantly, they might not be as warm to you as you might be to them, and with our goal, you know the goal is to create good interactions and better connections. This is how you do that: is You take control of the, the interaction when they might not. So you, you, in a sense, kind of ramrod through it where they, they might not even have the social skills themselves to do it. Right, exactly. Like you can't just
1: assume anyone you're talking to, girl, guy, family member, anybody, that they're going to be able to hold the conversation. You can't even assume that they're going to want to have the conversation. So you got to think- be the one leading it so you can get them interested. It's it's really up to you. You can't let anyone else do it for you because right. it's it's really you're trying to go after what you want and what you are trying to achieve in a conversation.
0: Uh, uh, yeah, you said it you said it better than I probably would have. It's just you're going after what you want and you know, you want to talk to this girl, you want to uh, create a connection, you want to build enough rapport so that she feels comfortable giving you her phone number. So you have to lead the interaction that way and Um, part of that is, um, I like to, there's a phrase I like to say, it's, um, filler phrases feel like chemistry. So let me, let me back up and explain that a little bit. Um, I wonder if this dates me. So, um, there's that show, the uh, Gilmore girls, you ever watch it? Uh, uh, no, I mean,
1: I know of it, uh, very well. (laughs) It's an old uh, show with like, is
0: it a mom and her daughter or something like that? It is a mom and her daughter. I've, I've watched like two episodes. I, and my head was spinning from it. But the reason it was spinning was because it's, that show is like kind of infamous because it's about the banter. And it's just nonstop yap, yap, yap between the mother and the daughter. And the reason I bring that up is because, um, you know, whether it's accurate or not, that is most people's perception and conception of what conversational chemistry is. Um, like a back and forth, non nonstop flowing banter without any silences that kind of never stops. That's what people think drives connection. And that's what people think conversational chemistry is. Yeah, that reminds
1: me of uh, if anyone is a TV geek, they know who Aaron Sorkin is. He's the creator of Sports Night, West Wing. Um, uh, I think he also wrote um, what was it, The Social Network, I believe, and uh, all those things. I mean, it's like Gilmore Girls on speed. The conversation goes so fast. There's not yeah. even a split second in between the sentences that people are saying to each other. It's just kind of like his style. And you're right. I mean, I'm, mm. I'm guessing what you're, what you're really saying here is it's just highly
0: unrealistic, right? Mm. It's... um. I wouldn't say it's completely unrealistic. Because or is that, we, is that something we want to achieve? Um, it's not necessarily something to achieve, but it's just something to be aware of. Because you know, we have that sometimes. You know, we have that spontaneously, right? With just some people, you just hit it off with. But you don't have that with everyone. So the 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 thing that I'm trying to get at is uh, you know, with the filler phrases that feel like chemistry, is when you don't leave space for silence, when you take lead of the interaction, when you you know. Instead of, instead of letting a, a topic end, you dig deeper into it or you know exactly what you're, where you're going to go or what you're going to say before the person stops talking. That is something that you should kind of work on and embody to basically make people feel like they have chemistry with you. Whether or not you know, it's really a thing but that's really what people think it is. Got it. So, what are, Do you have any tips on how a guy can, can be
1: able to do that, uh, to have those fillers? You know, what is it that, that he can do to be able to continue that conversation and, and make it feel like there's chemistry
0: there? Um, really, what, you know, there's a couple of ways that I teach, but it's, um, well, there's a few, but I can get into a couple right now uh, a bit more briefly. Uh, one of them would be conversation threading. Um, tell me if, you've, if this is a familiar concept to you. I'm guessing it is. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say
1: it. Um, I, <laughs> I was waiting for you, I was like, go on. Um, I like, no. Yeah, no, I, I'm very familiar with 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 threading. Basically, um mm-hmm. I I use the word I like actually I like threading a lot better, but I, I use the word tangents. It's oh sure. Yeah. Like going off on multiple tangents to string along a conversation and to make it continue.
0: But what's what's your concept about? That is, uh, I think it's two explanations for the same thing, really. Um, It's conversation threading is, so each, um, you know, you could call it hooks if it it helps you a bit more, if it helps people uh, visualize it more. It's every sentence people say has hooks for you to pick up on. So for example, if we say, uh, I went skiing last week with my brother and I had a great time. You know, there are actually three hooks or threads or you know, really tangents that you can go into right there. So you can talk about skiing, you can ask them about skiing, you can right. ask them about their family, and you can ask them about, um, you know, having a good time. Did they like it? Did they always like it. Was it something they hated? So that's conversation starting, and that's one of the things that people can do to basically, uh, you know, create the illusion of chemistry is to keep good to, to keep the conversation flowing effort more effortlessly.
1: Right, right, and I always say. Just uh, to piggyback off of that concept is there's yeah. multiple ways you could thread, right? There's statements yeah. and questions, so you could you could you know say something related to you about skiing. You could say something, oh, I have, a, or you can talk about, like, oh, I have a brother also, right? So yeah. it just it's, it's it's another way of trying not to ask so many questions, but at the same time, it's not the end of the world either to ask questions too, like oh, you have a brother. How old is he? Oh yeah. he's skiing. Like how often do you go? Where did you go? Right. right things like right. that. So it's it's definitely um yeah. And then I, I also talk a little bit about active listening is like, well, you gotta be able to listen for those keywords. Like when you said that sentence to me, just because of course I teach it, I picked up right. right away and all those things you said. I already knew like within like five seconds yeah. what I could ask you with that right. sentence, because I'm mm. actively listening in and searching. And spotting those
0: keywords. Yeah, you had like probably ten directions you cut it. You you already had in your head, right? I'm sure. Um, but you know that that is kind of a, a dilemma with the act of listening because um, it requires you to have, it requires you to listen, and then it requires you to you know also be you know have this internal train of thought where it allows you to form a question. So unfortunately, that's one of those things that just doesn't really come without practice. Um, of course, nothing really good does, but that active listening part absolutely does need practice because if you're not doing it, you know, at some point I always say it just becomes so apparent that you're just, you know, you're literally just waiting for them to finish talking. <laughs> like you you zoned in on that one keyword at the beginning of the sentence, maybe skiing or something. And then you just zoned out to everything else and you were waiting for your turn to talk so you could ask about it. And that, you know, that's so apparent when you're talking to girls too, Right. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? You just gave me. I want. I want to talk. I want to talk
1: about this with you. You just gave me an idea yeah. of a video. I think I'm going to make in a little bit. Awesome. Yeah. About interrupting. And mm. this is this is going to be. I mean, not like very controversial, but controversial in the sense of of manners and uh, and speaking. But I'm just going to throw this out to you, Patrick. I want to see what you think about it. I literally, just came up with this. Interrupting. Okay. Yes, interrupting. Basically. Yep. I, I think that interrupting, if you know how to do it correctly, can be a really key form of connecting with someone and really sparking a solid conversation. Now, I've, I'm not going to say why, but I want to see if, if uh, you agree with me or if you have any thoughts on that.
0: What do you think about that? Uh, come on. You know I agree with you. <laughs> it's, um, I literally just you know, started outlining my, my next book. Um, I don't know, like uh, last week. And interrupting skillfully and artfully is one of the chapters. And really? So, nice. yes. Yeah, so we're on the same wavelength here. So I'm guessing... This is not that, planned, by the way. If you're listening to this podcast episode, it's not planned. Yeah, I'm not a plant. Yeah. So <laughs> I am guessing that this is because, or that you know, you're saying this because, if you can do it to show that you absolutely feel the same way and are on the same wavelength as someone... And you, you are so excited that you can't even wait for them to finish talking that that's, you know, that's an artful and skillful interruption. Um, am I – is that what you're getting at? Yeah, basically, yeah. I mean you, you honestly – I mean
1: because I just thought about it. Now you said it the best <laughs> right there. It's like, yeah, it's, it's showing that you're on the same wavelength as somebody because you can interrupt and say like – you
0: know, if they say like – I don't know. Give me a sentence on anything. We'll just role play for a second. Sure. Um, well, I'm, I'm in Greece right now. So, hey, Greece is uh, really fucking, I'm oh, sorry, <laughs> really, really warm right it's now. It's okay. You can swear. Okay. Let's <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> I,
1: I want to actually interrupt you. Okay. Hey, man, have you been to Greece? Greece is so warm right now. Oh, my God. Wait, you're in Greece right now? That's amazing. I have always wanted to go to Greece. Okay, you have to tell me more about it. What have you been doing there? There
0: you go. Right? Um, so, like, I'm know, just, like, so. cutting
1: you off, yeah. but I'm cutting you off in a really, like, in a
0: way that's showing you, like, I'm interested. You're so you're so interested, in fact, that you cannot wait for me to stop talking. And I had I, to interrupt I, you. I yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Just there. Yeah. It's um. Uh, there's a there's a better way to phrase it or to visualize it too. It's like um, when you're you're interrupting someone and you finish their sentence with them. That's so. That's like so powerful, and you get such a re- good reaction from that. Right, and you know what? To
1: take this to like a little more of an advanced level is Mm -hmm. let's say like you try to finish their sentence and you screw up, like (laughs) and like you don't you don't finish their sentence in the way that you're supposed to. Go the opposite way, yeah. You could just—I mean—that's such a really easy way to just make a joke out of it. You know what I mean? Like you just make fun of the mistake and be like, "Wow, I thought you were going somewhere else with that." You know what I mean? Right, right. So it's like it's kind of like. A win-win situation which is is, which is the best kind of uh you know the best kind of social situations you want to be in is you want to set up those win-wins so you're always like you know it doesn't really matter if you know like another win-win type of situation is like well what if i never went to greece you know or what if like i don't know anything about greece right well then i can ask you about greece and say i've never been there right yeah, and then if I have been some- to Greece, well, even better. Now I can connect with you on the on the places we both went.
0: Absolutely. Um, one, I, I, you know, there's something I, I I occasionally teach, but it's um it's one of those things that you kind of have to feel out. But you know, when you're it, within the interrupting, uh, I don't know technique, I guess. Um usually you're going to be interrupting on something that's like a high point, a conversational high point. So it's like they feel so strongly about something and you're chiming in with them. So the the kind of easy way to get around, uh, you know, saying the exact opposite of what they're saying is, you know that they're going to say something with like a lot of hyperbole and they feel so strongly about this. So what you do is you just, you don't finish your sentence. You don't finish your interruption. So basically, you know, I would say something about Greece and that maybe I love it. And then you would say, interrupt with, oh my God, Greece is so. Right. right. And then you let me finish my sentence. And I'm like, oh, and then you're like, oh, yeah, that's exactly what I was getting at.
1: Right, right, exactly. And you can make a little joke it. out of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. that's fun. That makes it, that makes the conversation uh, just more fun and, and, and lighthearted. Right. And of course, that will make it connect even faster.
0: Yeah. So
1: it helps. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Yeah. So uh, let's, let's keep going. Let's, I feel like you've been okay. giving some good stuff. We're talking about eye contact. We're talking about uh, threading.
0: What else you got? Okay. Let's think here. Um, I like to, um, and this is one of the things I, oh, this is one of actually the first questions and kind of assignments that I give clients. Um, about role models, man. Um, you know, mm-hmm. And I guess the reason that I've done this or that I do this is because it's kind of been a very helpful concept for me to visualize, because when you have a role model, you can kind of take yourself out of the situation and your own skin. You can think about the role model. So that basically takes the focus off you for the moment and you can focus on something else besides the task at hand, which is, you know, that's good for relieving pressure and, uh, you know, not being self-conscious and you can just kind of, okay, (laughs) let me back up. Just having a role model basically gives you an end game that you're going for. It just informs so many of the decisions and so much of the learning that you do. So, for example, you'll probably laugh at this. My role model, or you know, socially, social-wise, has always been Will Smith in The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Okay. So I like this.
1: I like where this is going. I'm getting it.
0: Right. Yeah. So, in a lot of situations... Um, You know, when I was first starting to get, you know, you know, consciously observe conversational patterns, grow my conversational skills and just, you know, conceptualize everything that I know about conversations to this day, it was what would the Fresh Prince do in this situation? How would he handle himself? Um, What would he say? You know, how would he get out of this situation? How would he imply this? Um, It's a very helpful thing to do because then it takes you it's just when you think about something for yourself, okay, let me put this in another spectrum. Um, mm-hmm. So I do um, online date coaching, right? So I write profiles for people. Okay. People are very bad at writing for themselves, but I actually don't think it's that difficult of a job because it's very easy to write for other people. Right. So point being, when you focus on someone else, um, it's, it's so much easier to be creative, to be funny, to be witty, to just say all the things that you would never think of yourself because. You're self-conscious and being yourself. Right. No, for sure. I think if I had to
1: say one of my conversational role models, just to Mm -hmm. stick to kind of what we're talking about here, is Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. Okay. Yeah, and it's funny because I've, I've been told at times from just like a couple of people that I talk a little bit sometimes, like Vince Vaughn, like I'll talk fast, it will be a little bit sarcastic. A little bit funny and yeah. I just really dig kind of the way that he uh I don't know just the way that he sometimes uses comedy in conversation and the way he like talks to people and so I don't know he's been kind of a little bit of a role model for me in terms of um you know how I want to converse with certain people I mean is that kind of what you're saying yeah. am I am
0: I on the right track here yeah, yeah, you get it. It's um I think it's it's more helpful for someone that is like actively trying to um find like an end game that they're searching for like what they really want to be like. You know, you obviously have your identity very well formed at this point and it's just Vince Vaughn is kind of just like um I wouldn't even say a role model. He's just um I need to find a better word for this. But he's a, he's a step below role model because I feel like you don't quite need that right now uh, at this point but um you know the role model as a concept can be helpful to everyone so for example Mm -hmm. for many guys it's going to be someone like i don't know who's like an alpha male oh robert downey jr you know that's a very um salient popular one you know he's witty he's clever he's funny he kind of gets what he wants and he's um always charming while he does it um and you know the best thing about this is that everyone kind of has a different concept of what they want to be like. Um, I haven't really uh, taken the exercise to list a bunch in a while, but, you know, it'd be something like, do you want to be like Don Draper, you know, from Mad Men? you want to be like the, the strong and silent and kind of, uh, <laughs> I don't know, douchey kind of uh, role model? Is that what you want to be? Or do you want to be like, I actually love Vince Vaughn. I, I love that one because he's like, he's funny, he's charming, he's vulnerable, He's not like um, you know, overly alpha, you know what I mean? So I think that's a great one, man. Nice. I like it. Awesome. Yeah.
1: Cool, Patrick. So let's just do one more quick little tip, something to kind of wrap up on, and uh and then we'll we'll kind of call it a day here because I mean dude, you're giving us some really good stuff here that guys can take away. So what's what's one last one you got for social interaction?
0: Okay, yeah, social interaction. Um here's Okay. This is one that you're going to use absolutely every day. So actually every conversation really. So, you know, if you say you work in an office, you have coworkers, you're in a cubicle, whatever. Um, it's Monday morning. You say hi to all your coworkers. Hey, trip, man, how was your weekend? Oh, it was good. It was good. You know, I went skiing. How about you? Oh, it was cool. Skiing sounds fun. I'll see you at lunch. So these are it's like a very typical typical conversation that you have probably ten times a week a day, whatever, um, and it's like this is the kind of small talk that people hate is because it's so impersonal, it's obviously a formality, and it's obvious that both parties don't really care, and they just feel like they have to say hello and like interact by some social you know conventions right but um what I would implore you to do is really just think about or, you know, implore the listeners to do is just think about, you know, the conversation patterns that arise, you know, the first five, 10, 15 patterns and questions. I'm sorry. The first five, 10, 15 topics that will inevitably come up in any situation, you know, so this is going to be take Monday morning, uh, your weekend, the last weekend, your month, uh, the upcoming vacation, uh, work, family, girlfriend, significant other, pets, um, hobbies, uh, I don't know, working out, the gym. So these are all things that you know they're going to come up. So why don't you prepare something better for them and then, you know, that way you can just kind of destroy small talk because what small talk really is, is it's like this, it's this impersonal, indifferent probing at these very shallow topics that no one really cares about. So when you know a conversation pattern and you can prepare like a quick a uh, 10 to 15 to 20 second little anecdote about it, you know, that gives people something to work with. That gives you something to work with. And that makes it personal. Um, it's, it's for the simple fact that when people ask about your weekend, they ask about your family, they don't really care that much about that specifically. They really just want something interesting. They just want to hear something interesting about you. And having a story ready for most of the conversation patterns uh you know it gives them that and it allows you to, to pretty much destroy small talk
1: awesome i love it the small talk destroyer
0: yeah that's, that's right. what you should
1: call it that's what you should yeah. call it that's great and, and you know what i mean that can be used really anywhere you know that doesn't even have to be used just in a uh in an office environment or you could use that yeah. really i mean you can use that with girls you know you can use that Absolutely. when you're talking to girls pretty much anywhere, you know. You probably, he probably so, should. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you better, you know what I mean? So yeah. that's yeah. great. Awesome. Well, listen, uh, you know, I already gave your your information and your website, you know, before this, but just in case anyone forgot, where can they find you if they want to, you know, I don't know if do you do
0: coaching or do you just have your e-books? I do coaching. Um, I do uh, mainly social skills, interaction coaching. Um, I still uh, ghostwrite people's profiles and uh, their messages, actually. And, um, you know, of course, just uh, the more uh, (laughs) – I was going to say run-of-the-mill. The The more uh, conventional uh, dating coaching, I do all that as well. Awesome. So where can they find you? Uh, You know, it's just patrickkingconsulting.com. Awesome.
1: So you heard it here go to patrickkingconsulting.com if you want to get coached and you want to learn more about how to be a social interaction specialist and that's what Patrick is. I'm sure you can become one too with enough work and working with someone like Patrick who seems to know what he's talking about cuz uh I mean come on look some listen to these tips here he's given some good stuff here stuff that I definitely think will help you out with keeping a conversation going and uh, doing really well with people that you never talked to before. So Patrick Dude, awesome stuff. Thanks again for being here. Really appreciate you taking the time to give my audience some great tips that I'm sure they will take away and use for meeting and talking to the girls. So thank you so much. No problem anytime, Tip. All right, talk to you soon.
0: All right, bye. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and write a review. Over 18 and want a question answered on the podcast? Email all your questions to Trip at tripadvice.com.